أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين And welcome to the Scale of Wisdom podcast brought to you by the Batul Foundation. Continuing the section on faith in Mizan al-Hikmah, the next subsection is about the relation between faith and action. There are many instances in the Holy Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about those who believe and do good deeds. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And as we saw in the previous episode, faith is manifested by good actions on the material plane. In a tradition narrated from the Holy Prophet wasallam, he's reported to have said, Faith and action are two brothers, bound together with a single rope. Allah will not accept either one without the other. So somebody can't just simply have faith without action. Action is that which testifies to the faith which is in the heart, in the outward realm. But conversely as well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not accept action without faith. And this is something very important for us to understand. Sometimes for example we say or we observe that a person who doesn't believe and doesn't have faith has very good actions. And sometimes we also observe somebody who has faith but doesn't have good actions. And then we ask the question, is the person who has faith but doesn't act better than the person who doesn't have faith but has good actions or vice versa but as indicated in the hadith here both of them have something to work on because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts faith and action together in the next tradition the holy prophet sallallahu is reported to have said the murji'ah have been cursed by 70 prophets they are those who say faith is attestation without action and imam ali is reported to have said if faith was a mere statement, then fasting, prayers, the lawful and the unlawful things would not have been prescribed for it. So here Imam Ali is explaining to us why faith and action are related. And that is that if only faith was sufficient, then there would be no legislation for all the other acts of worship. These are the good deeds that are supposed to accompany faith and they attest to the fact that somebody has faith. Now when it comes to good actions, the best of actions are those actions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made obligatory on us. And then after that, all the other actions in accordance to their goodness are good actions. It is not only acts of being generous, acts of being kind, having good manners, being well spoken and all of these things. These are all good actions. But the actual worships themselves, like prayer, like fasting in the month of Ramadan, like going for Hajj, these are also actions and in fact are the best of actions in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's why they've been made obligatory. They have been made obligatory because they are so good, because the benefits in them are so high. So if at times we feel a certain amount of lethargy when approaching these actions, it is important for us to try and understand the wisdom behind them so that we can be more motivated in their performance. In the next tradition, Imam al-Kazim is reported to have said, Faith is all action and the statement is but part of the action that Allah has made mandatory which he has explained in his book. So the attestation to faith on the plane of words is a part of action but is not the full extent of action. Meaning that saying that you believe is an action but it is not all the action that is required in the manifestation of faith. The next subsection talks about faith and sins. So the question here is that can somebody who has faith sin? Because if they have faith then that faith should prevent them from sinning. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, a sin cannot expel a faithful person from his faith, just as an act of goodness cannot expel an infidel from his faithlessness. 
So here it is possible for a faithful person to sin, but that does not take him outside of the fold of faith and does not expel him from that faith which he has in his heart. Of course, repetitive sin is damaging for faith. And in the same way, an infidel does not become faithful just because they do an act of goodness. So while the actions manifest what is inside, if somebody does something that is not consistent with their faith or not consistent with their lack of faith, that does not take them out of either of those two folds. Rather, it is only with repetitive action that a person's faith is damaged or a person who lacks faith is brought towards faith. So this is important for us to know because if we feel like there is a certain bad action that we repetitively do, we have to understand that that is damaging for our faith. And as a person increases in their knowledge of sin and the reality of sin, it is that which will keep them away from committing those sins. And here again is another point where faith and knowledge are very closely linked, in that the development of faith and the progression in faith is linked to knowledge. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is also reported to have said, Whoever sincerely says there is no God but Allah will enter paradise. He was asked, and where does the sincerity of it, meaning the statement, lie? He said, in guarding it from what Allah has prohibited. So the value of the statement, La ilaha illallah, is such that it will enter a person into paradise. But now once the person has said that statement with sincerity, in order to protect that outcome, they must also stay away from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited, so as to not damage the reward and the outcome of that statement. And that is indeed how you understand the sincerity of the statement in the first place. In the next hadith, the Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, The statement, there is no God but Allah, will benefit whoever recites it until he depreciates it. And depreciating its right is when sins are openly committed, and they neither prohibit them nor do they change them. So here again is another tradition explaining the damaging quality of sins. This is why they are sins. They are sins because of the damage that they do. In the same way that the obligatory acts are obligatory because of the good that is intrinsically within them, sins are prohibited because of the intrinsic danger and damage that they have. And if somebody can understand those dangers and those benefits, their ideals will be in line with the ideals and the understandings of Islam on the level of action. Imam al-Kadhim is reported to have said, when asked about the grave sins and whether they expel one from faith, replied, yes. And when asked about other than grave sins, said, the Prophet said, an adulterer would never commit adultery while still a believer, and a thief would never steal while still a believer. So this hadith on the surface seems to be contradictory to the other ahadith that we have just read about, a sin not expelling somebody from faith. But what we can understand from this hadith is that while a person is sinning, there is as though there is a lapse in their faith. And it is during that time of lapse that the person commits the sin. Because at the time of lapse, they forget the outcomes, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the punishment that they will receive for such a sin, and so on. And when they have that lapse, they have a lapse in faith. This is one way to understand the hadith. And this way of understanding the hadith will help us to understand why somebody who commits one of the greatest sins is not considered as somebody who has left the faith and therefore has to recite the shahadatain again. But rather, when they commit those sins, they lack faith. And if the sins are major, then that faith depreciates. Inshallah, in the next episode, we will continue this discussion on faith.